Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Wolves podcast. We are live on the postcast following the Timberwolves play-in tournament win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Marty Gellner from Bally Sports North joins the show to break down the game. The Lockdown Wolves podcast postcast starts right now. You are Locked On Wolves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Wolves podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Lockdown Wolves. I'm joined by Marnie Gellner from Valley Sports North. We're going to talk all about the Timberwolves play-in tournament win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Marnie, this one was a blast. It, it always felt like the Timberwolves were in control, even if it was a close game for most of the first half. I think the Wolves were up by 10 at halftime, but the Wolves pulled away in the second half, and now the Timberwolves are the eight seed in the Western Conference and have a date with the top-seeded Denver Nuggets. How about that? A game they had to win, a game that was, it felt kind of almost business-like in the first half and even into the first part of the third quarter, just kind of like tough defense, knowing your assignment, sticking to the game plan, and then it got fun. Then they just sort of they realized that they'd done the work and hit a couple of shots, had a couple of really good possessions with a shot, a steal, a three, things like that, that just, they poured it on then midway through the third, late in the third. But it felt like they were, I felt like this team was, was businesslike. I guess that's the best word I have to describe the way they kind of built that lead and maintained the lead until it, until it really got fun. Then it was a party at Target Center. Great win for the Wolves tonight. Yeah, and business like I think is a good way to describe how Carl Anthony Towns played. And, and there's a lot of players we're going to talk about today because I mean, Ant's bounce back bounce back was impressive. You better believe we're going to talk about Nikhil Alexander Walker, who got his first start in the Timberwolves uniform and was fantastic. But I want to start with Towns because he was so dominant. And I think dominance is the right word for how he played in the first half of that Lakers game on Tuesday, uh, and then really kind of invisible for the fourth quarter in overtime. And and we talked a little bit about that earlier this week. I talked about it a lot on Lockdown Wolves throughout the week about what happened there, but he came out and he played, you know, he's had these kind of volatile, you know, big games. If you go back to all the playoff games and the playing game last year that cat has played kind of the, the narrative around him is like, is he a consistent, you know, big game player? Do we really know? And this was the second consecutive game when he was dominant for stretches. And I think in general, he was the best player, best all around player on the floor, period for either team in this game. He finished with 28 and 11 shot 11 of 16 from the floor, did a lot of damage in the paint, especially early in this game and uh, went about his business. He knew he was a lot of times still the biggest player on the floor, um, bigger than anyone the Thunder had on the floor and did exactly what he needed to do to get the Wolves in position to win big. Yeah, I agree. I thought Carl was fantastic. He also had the three assists. He had three blocks. I, <clears throat> I think this was an important game for Carl because he's aware of, of things like not scoring in the fourth quarter or over time of an important game like that. That's not lost on him. And he just, he was really steady and he was so good on both ends. And there was one play in, um, it was either late in the third or early in the fourth. He got an offensive rebound and put back where he, the ball was like four feet to his right. And he just reached his right arm out and I think it was right in front of SGA. He just like, he wanted that rebound more. He go, go gadgeted his arms, got the rebound, put it back in. I mean, it, that was just kind of symbolic of his night where he 
wanted it badly, but he played within himself. He didn't foul and flail and lose composure. I mean, he had two fouls in 29 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it was just a, it was a fantastic poised professional game from Carl Anthony Towns tonight. Yeah, it's crazy. He only played, yeah, he only played 29 minutes. You said that, but I mean, and, and he picked up two early fouls, but then it was just, he didn't have to play as much in the fourth quarter. Only those two fouls that you mentioned and a single turnover in 29 minutes for Carl Anthony Towns. I, it, composure is another very good, I guess, adjective or, or, you know, he showed composure. Uh, it's a really good way to describe how Carl Anthony Towns played. And there were a couple of stretches, I think second quarter and third quarter where, where it was really noticeable when he just, um, you know, we said this, he did a lot of damage in the paint. The Wolves as a team um, scored 58 points in the paint to the Thunders 30. So they had almost twice as many paint points. And yes, Rudy Gobert came on strong in the second half, but a lot of this and, and finished with 21. Um, but Carl Anthony Towns in a variety of ways, pump fake and drive, you know, just face up driving to the basket a little bit in the post. The Thunder were not trying to double him much at all in the first half. They tried to a little in the third quarter. That didn't work either. The decision-making that you mentioned, Marnie, with his his just the, the smart... And we saw this against the Lakers too, actually. Even when he wasn't scoring late in that game, he was being unselfish almost to a fault and making good passes. They weren't the crazy cross-court skip pass, you know, one-handed passes that he's flinging wildly into the stands. Yeah. Um, it was composure uh, that you mentioned and he had a couple of nice passes to Rudy high, low passing. Um, so that was really good to see as well. Um, and I guess let's talk about Rudy. As long as we're talking about the Wolves' size advantage, Rudy had 21 and 10 and he started pretty quiet. I mean, I think he had like four and six a little before halftime. And then it was second half where he, he lived at the free throw line, really at 14 free throw attempts and he yep. made 10 of them. Um, but he was just, present for lobs from towns Kyle Anderson I think threw three or four lobs to him in this game um it, it was such an important for so many reasons such an important game for Rudy Gobert to have to turn in a 21 and 10 um you know maybe chief among them being how small the Thunder are as a team so you have to capitalize on the size advantage and Gobert did that he did I mean the Minnesota's size is a really good matchup against OKC you could just tell the Thunder couldn't keep up with it. And you mentioned the points in the paint and the way Carl played, the way Rudy played. The 14 free throw attempts for Rudy Gobert are a season high. His previous season high was 12. So that gives you a good indication of OKC just had nothing for him except a foul. And it just, it was a good, it was good to see just because the last time Rudy Gobert played uh, was right before he got punched in a huddle or he punched someone in a huddle and, and uh, left target center. So you you hope that that incident gets buried and moved on from really quickly. And then you see a game like this where teammates were willingly passing the ball to him and using him the way that the game dictated. And there was there was no hard feelings. There was no holding back. I would hope you wouldn't see that at this level. But you never know. You know, people get catty and times get tense. But um, this was a really unselfish game by the Timberwolves as a whole. And Rudy Gobert was the recipient of a lot of that. I love that play in the second half when Mike Conley stole the ball down on the baseline, did a baseball pass to Carl Anthony Towns on the other end at the wing. And the first thing Carl did was zip line a pass to Rudy Gobert. I mean, it was, it was beauty on the basketball court. So yeah, I, I think Gobert was, um, was paid a lot of attention to by his teammates in a really good, positive way tonight. This was a good Gobert game, 21 and 10. Yeah, 
Well, I think we'll take that 10 times out of 10. And uh, it was, so, as you mentioned, such given everything that happened this week, so big for that to happen. Uh, we should also talk about Nikhil Alexander-Walker before we get any further into the show. I mean, he had not started a game since coming to Minnesota. He, uh, you know, his role fluctuated a bit. He's basically been in the rotation uh, since he was acquired by the Wolves at the deadline. Uh, but he started and played 37 minutes in this game. Obviously, you no know, Jaden McDaniels. The role was given to him. Hey, you're guarding Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You're guarding an all-NBA player, somebody who, like, if somebody, if he ended up on MVP ballots, that wouldn't be crazy, right? I mean, that's how good Shea Gilgis-Alexander has been this season. And from the opening tap, I mean, SGA was being essentially face-guarded by Nikhil Alexander-Walker for Basically the entire game, yes, he shot 12 free throws, but that's what SGA does is gets to the free throw line. He was 5 of 19 from the field in this game. 5 of 19 for Shea Gildas-Alexander, and a huge chunk of that was due to Nikhil Alexander-Walker playing essentially in his jersey all night long. Yeah, and I, I wonder how much of that goes back to them growing up together and and how much time they spent on the basketball court together and the same, same coaches and same teammates. And um, they're... You know, as cousins, they they grew up more like brothers. I've had a that Wolves Plus show we do on Bally Sports North with yeah. a full half hour conversation. We had Nikhil Alexander Walker just a few weeks ago, and he talked for fifty five zero minutes because he um, a big, good chunk of it was about his relationship with Shay and just how <laughs> excuse me how they grew up and how how much they learned the game together. And so I'd be curious to hear from Nikhil. Um, I'm guessing he'll talk at some point after this game tonight just about how much went into that matchup tonight, how much previous information and just knowledge of tendencies went into that. And it had to be thrilling for both both of them. But I mean, if you're Shay, you're pretty you're pretty dang frustrated after a five for 19 game and knowing your cousin who was like a brother to you is a big reason why you got shut down. But at the same time, I'm sure he's happy for him and for his success it was um this was a fantastic Nikhil Alexander Walker game. Five of ten from the floor. He had 12 points. He also had six assists and four rebounds and two blocks and three steals. I mean, that is a tremendous stat line in 37 minutes of play. I thought he played he actually played well against the Lakers as well. He was yeah. probably the only Minnesota player who played well against the Lakers. So back to back, really strong games out of Nikhil Alexander Walker for sure. Yeah. And he, he, as you mentioned, he held his own offensively. He picked his spots. I thought um, he missed a few threes, but I thought they were all appropriate in terms of flow of the offense and, and the six assists are so big, actually tied for the team lead in assists. Today's episode of the Lockdown Wolves postcast is brought to our, brought to us by our friends at Nissan. Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all new, all electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The player of the week has to be Carl Anthony Towns. Had a fantastic game in L.A. on Tuesday. Also in this game, 28-11 plus three assists and three blocks. 11 of 16 shooting for Cat in this game. He was fiercely elegant and brilliantly fierce in this game. Stunningly powerful in the post, which he needed to be against the uh, much smaller Oklahoma City Thunder. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Let's talk about Anthony Edwards. Um, Tuesday in LA, Ant spent the first half of the game, I thought, playing pretty well defensively. was matched up with LeBron a little bit, played well. Obviously, offensively, it was kind of a nightmare game for Anthony Edwards. 
And this game was a bit of a roller coaster, but in general, I think uh, clearly Ant is is bothered by any number of of um, you know ailments at this point. You know, all the different parts of his body that he was icing after the Lakers game that had been reported. He looked like he was flexing his wrist in this game, and he had the the compression shirt on underneath his jersey with his shoulder that's banged up. Yep. But he finished with 19, 10, and six, a couple of steals, only two turnovers in this game. Shot the ball eight of 19. Like it's not great, but you'll take it. Um, and at one point, I think he missed his last three shots. He was eight of 16 at one point, which would have felt a lot different, I think, in the box score. So in general, given everything he's dealing with, given all of the the heat he took for his performance on Tuesday, this was a really strong and important bounce back performance for Anthony Edwards. I agree. And he, he has not looked like himself for the last few games. And you hope that into this playoff series with the rest they have between. I realize they start on Sunday, but then I think game two is Wednesday and then game three would be Friday. So there's a decent amount of time between games for Ant to get himself right. But he did not even, he did not attempt a free throw in this game in 39 minutes. And that's, that's uh, usually a good tell of how aggressive he is and how much he's able to get to the hoop. And so whichever of the ailments or is bothering him, or maybe it's, it's a real combination of, of the multiple ailments he's got going on. But if other guys are, can step up the way they did, if Carl plays this strong, you get 20 out of Rudy, you get 14 out of Conley, you get 12 from Shea and 11 from Kyle. I mean, that it just, it eases the burden on Edwards so much. We need him to get back to the guy that he has been to this point for sure. And hopefully he can get there in this playoff series. But um, if not, then having the, these other players step up the way they have sure, sure takes some of that pressure off because man, he's so important to this team. But when you can win a game by 25 points and say, Anthony Edwards, eh, he was off. He didn't look like himself. And you, I mean, Ben, you read his stat line. That's an off night for Anthony Edwards, 19, yeah. 10 and six. Yeah, that's a pretty dang good game. But by the eye test, he just he didn't look like himself at all. Uh, more broadly, I thought the Wolves executed what I would assume was their game plan extremely well in this game. I mean, you obviously had to out rebound and outplay in the paint a much smaller team. The Wolves were a plus five on the glass. They almost doubled up the Thunder in the paint. Also, OKC is one of the best teams in the league in terms of turning opponents over They, were, I think we're second or third in in defensive turnover rate, forcing opponents to turn the ball over. The Wolves are 28th in offensive turnover rate. So that was one of my concerns for this matchup. Uh, even though in general, I thought it was a good matchup for Minnesota. The Wolves still turned it over 16 times, but the Thunder turned it over 17. So that wasn't a big deal. Also fouling, SGA gets the line a bunch. The Wolves actually attempted six more free throws than OKC. Yeah. For the most part, the Wolves defended without fouling other than Torian Prince's like crazy stretch where he had four fouls in about two minutes. <laughs> Nobody else on the Wolves had more than three personal fouls uh, to their own name. So in general, I think the game plan was executed extremely well for a team that the Wolves, you know, they played the Thunder well in the regular season. And I know their record was only two games better, but the Wolves should have won this game. And I, I, you know, it was good to see them be able to play this type of a game, stay big against a team that wants to play small and use their size to dominate. Now, obviously Denver prevents a whole or, or presents a whole different series of challenges, but it was nice to see the Wolves be able to use their size and essentially brute force. They use Kyle Anderson instead of as a center like they had to do against the Lakers because of foul trouble and, and obviously the absence of Nas Reed. Kyle Anderson essentially ran the offense for big chunks of the second yeah. half while the yeah. Wolves pulled away. He actually ended up with the team's best plus minus off the bench, Kyle Anderson did. So um, this was a good example of how versatile this Wolves roster can be. 
And you're going to need that, you know, going forward, you're going to need it. The, the bench, I mean, Jordan McLaughlin got a handful of minutes, but essentially it was a seven man rotation here tonight for Chris Finch. But the, um, I mean, you mentioned the, the Wolves staying big and playing big. And I just thought the defense overall, the, the effort, the execution, the, every, every guy in the right spot, clogging the lanes, just like making it difficult for SGA or anyone to really find any breathing room was just so much a part of this game. OKC finished by shooting 36% from the field. The Wolves were 52%. I mean, an NBA team shooting 36% in a night is just incredible. Josh Giddy was two for 13. So he and, and SGA combined to go seven for 32. I mean, that that tells a huge story. And if the Wolves can play defense, I mean, they're even their, their last playing game against LA, that was good defense. Yeah. And so they may have, they may have be able to hang their hat on that here and see what they can do against a good Denver Nuggets team. The Wolves went two and two against the Nuggets this season. So, you know, maybe they, they sneak off a couple of wins here and make this a pretty competitive series. Yeah, and the Wolves, I mean, they finished the season a much better defensive team than offensive team. And for as bad as the offense was in the fourth quarter in overtime against the Lakers on Tuesday, the ball movement in this game, you know, save for a couple of very short stretches, was really good. I mean, I mean, they were moving the ball. Guys were getting open looks for the most part. Um, And I think to me, like the, the defensive forcing the Thunder to shoot, 36% 36% and forcing Giddy and Shagel just Alexander into those shooting nights that you mentioned um, was huge. And then on the flip side, the ball movement that just wasn't there against LA was there in this game. Uh, Denver. Yes. That game is uh, game. One is Sunday night. So uh, less than 48 hours from now in Denver um, at altitude. So a lot to, a lot to prepare for, for the wolves. Uh, that's a nine 30 PM central tip on TNT on Sunday. And then as you mentioned, Marnie game two is not until next Wednesday. So they will get a couple of days off in between game one and game two before game three back at target center next Friday night, a week from tonight. Um, So just they split that season series. Like you mentioned, there's so much to get into with this matchup. It's going to be fascinating to see. There's so many storylines too. of course, the Tim Connolly stuff, the, you know, how many former players and coaches were, in that organization, um, Ryan Saunders and David Adelman being on the staff in Denver. There's yeah, so yeah. much uh, between these two organizations. You can go back to game 82 in the Jimmy Butler season a few years ago. There's a lot of things, a lot of storylines that will get broken down, certainly locally here in the next few days, but it should be a fun one. I, th- I think so too. I mean, I, I've really liked the matchups with the Wolves against Denver. That has been over the last few years, a team that Minnesota has traditionally just matched up well against and they've they had some big big games there anthony edwards had that 10 three-point night in denver a couple of years ago yeah. there i just feel like there have been some really good matchups against this nuggets team for whatever reason so let's hope it's a good series let's hope the wolves can can find a way to win a few games and i mean you never know you never yeah. know we've we heard so many people talk about Denver not being the dominant seed as a number one and people are calling for Phoenix to win, come out of the West or calling for golden State to come out of the West. And these are teams are below well below where Denver finished. So they might not be the strongest number one seed we've seen in a while. Wolves got a chance. Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, their record would have been tied for third best in the West 
you know, just last season. And, and, you know, we saw teams in the COVID shortened seasons win just as many games as Denver won this year. And, you know, going back even further than that, you know, most years, this is probably about the 53 wins gets you about a third seed on average in either conference. So, um, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. And of course, we're only two days away from the start of the series, but playoff series take a long time. There's a lot of time to unpack all these storylines next week. We do plan to go live with the postcast after each game. Uh, the The exact time after the game may vary a bit, but we will go live on Lockdown Sports Minnesota on YouTube after each playoff game between the Wolves and Nuggets next week. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Sports Minnesota on YouTube to be notified when we go live. And if you can't watch the live show, you can also listen after the fact on your favorite audio platform on the Lockdown Wolves feed. A big thank you for listening tonight. A big thank you for watching. And we'll catch you next time.